Hello, my name is Patricia Plummer, and welcome, welcome to Empowering Life Podcast by Destiny Shaper. On this show, we will help you live a balanced, authentic, and transparent life with those who matters most to you relationally. If you want to learn how to empower your life relationally, this show is for you. I am excited to have you join me on this beautiful journey that I've been on for a long time. Thank you. Hello, everybody. Welcome, welcome to episode one of Empowering Life Podcast. Today, I'm excited. I will be interviewed by Nate Jones, who is a motivational speaker and the host of Life Tips Podcast. You'll be able to learn a little bit more about Patricia Plummer, who I am, and my journey to becoming Destiny Shaper, Inc. Enjoy and thank you for being my listeners. Hello, everybody. My name is Nate, and I am so pleased to be able to interview Ms. Patricia Plummer today for her show, Empowering Life Podcast. If you would like to follow along with my show, all you have to do is go to www.anchor.fm backslash life tips. Life tips is a self-improvement podcast that launches episodes every Monday at 5 a.m. On my show, I discuss everyday life topics and provide advice and tips for becoming a better you. So if self-improvement is your thing, you should definitely check out life tips. In the meantime, Let's get into the episode and enjoy the Empowering Life podcast. Hello, Patricia. How are you today? I am doing really well, Nate. Excited to be here. Great, great, great. So uh, let's start off with uh, the first question. So go ahead and uh, tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, my name is Patricia Plummer, and I am originally from Guyana, South America. Came here when I was barely 19 and um, been here for 38 years and just um, really enjoying life and um, have been married and divorced, have three beautiful children, a daughter in love, and I have seven grandchildren. I have an adopted daughter, two grandbabies, and then I have three biological children. So Really blessed. Mm, that's amazing. So, uh, if you don't mind, go ahead and give a, tell us tell us your story. What was what was life like growing up for you? Um, you know, across the world, and then coming over to America, and you know, yeah. So basically, break up the story. So, first half is just you know growing up in another place. Then I guess second half could be coming to America and growing up here, meeting your husband, kids, adult life, and all of that jazz. And then we'll uh, we'll keep going. Life growing up was a little bit tough, and um, my mom was pretty young when she got married. I believe they said fourteen when she got married, and she had ten of us. What if I had nineteen? But they were some miscarriages and abortion. As many of you know that lived in that era that people didn't have a lot of medical options for abortion or, um, you know, 
choices much and I'm not pro I, I'm not my my stance is not for um, abortion I'm for life but in those days my mom didn't have a lot of option it would have been 19 of us but 10 of us are alive and so it was extremely tough um, my mom was gone most of the days seven days a week she worked and so the oldest children had to help the little ones but I remember when my sister left I was only 11 when the last sister left she got married and left I was only 11 so then I had to take over and be become the adult I became the adult in the household because my mom was gone and I was the oldest at that time which was 11 uh, my mom, the way she dealt with life was a lot of rage and anger. So it was it was a pretty uh, painful childhood being there. And I remember not wanting to be alive. And that was a struggle that was like, why did I come here? I felt unwanted. And um, so it, it was really hard. My oldest sibling had it tough as well. But my mom provided food for us and she provided clothes as best as she knows how didn't know how to connect, didn't know how to um, talk to us in a way that was respectful. And so it was kind of painful. But because of that childhood, I am who I am today that can be compassionate to people. And then um, we came here, my mom and my sister and brother came here, three of us with her in 1983. My mom came in 1979 and sponsored the three of us and we came in 1983 um, to live with her here and that was a new life a new journey when i was barely 19 years old mm. wow wow and so uh, when you came over here you were just around 19. oh my yes. goodness and so what happened next what happened after that once you you know stepped foot in America and uh, where did where did your journey take you at that point? Well, didn't know where the journey was going to take me, but when I came here as most um, country, third world country, you have to grow pretty fast in terms of taking care of the younger ones and being super responsible, over caring, over performing, overdoing. And it's good and it's bad in a way. So when I came, um, I took on the role of sponsoring and bringing the rest of the family over at only 19 years old. And when you're sponsoring someone, you have to become um, versed in immigration law. You have to be conversed in finances and where you, the family members are going to stay. What is the welfare law to bring someone here? Have to get them schooling, take put the young ones in school, get jobs, housing. So at 19 years old, I was faced with a lot of responsibility and shortly thereof, my mom got very sick because she was a diabetic at 32. So when we came here, she wasn't too well. And she because she worked really hard to take care of us, uh, it was kind of difficult for her. But I believe that those all those things shape, shape who I am to become a compassionate, person that wants to see people do well. So I have a, a number of things that I can, that I want to share with our audience because I think it would empower your life. And so because of the struggle and the pain that I dealt with, I really learned to do things um, better and learned to do things in a more 
um, effective way, a, a more way that, that will help other people and help myself as well. So a lot of great things come out of all the pain and suffering. Great. Wow. Praise God. So speaking of stories that will motivate and inspire people, one of the things that I know I was completely shocked to hear, but you know, grateful for when I heard about it was that you converted from Hinduism to Christianity. Am I right? Well, what happened, Nathan? Thank mm -hmm. you for asking that mm -hmm. question. Uh, my mom was a Hindu, but never really practiced Hinduism. Her mother practiced Hinduism. Okay. And they're beautiful people. They're mm -hmm. beautiful people. My mom came from a very, um, she came from a great background. Her siblings are good people, educated, hardworking. My mom was a wonderful business owner that knew how to save money and knew how to invest and help us and taught us how to run a business. So it was really great things, that my, a lot of great things that my mom was able to, to teach me. But I never... I was never attracted to Hinduism. So at the age of six years old, one of my older brother would tell me to go to Sunday school. So I would go to Sunday school without any shoes and I would run away and go to Sunday school. And I would hear about Jesus and my older brother would, would tell me sometimes he would tell stories about Jesus. And so I was really, really, um, really had a love for that at the age of six. But I became a Christian when I was 15. And the way I became a Christian, my I was barely 16 at the time, and I was helping my mom. She worked in um, Georgetown, Guyana, at the big market. And she I used to help her run her company. I started when I was 12, 13, 14. And then I would go to school, and I was in hairdressing school and so forth. But um, I, she really taught me business, so I could manage money really well at 13 years old, manage a household, cook, and do a lot of good things at that age, sew and iron and so forth. So it's a lot of really good positive things that I, that, that I was able to do as well as, you know, the parts that was not nice in terms of how my mom was constantly losing her temper. But um, when I met my husband, he was he would he had a business there as well so him him and his cousin wanted to see this person who is this girl let me just go check her out so they did and they were trying to decide which one of them wanted to date me so um my ex now he's we're no longer married he said you know i like you and i would like to to know more about you well in those days in 1979 you don't talk to a girl without talking to their to their parents first and asking permission. So he was just smiling and talking. And um, I remember when I saw him, I just love everything about him. And at 16, you don't know much about character and all those things, but I just really liked him. And so when he went and told his mother that he wanted to be with me, uh, please marry me later, she said, well, you know, I wouldn't agree unless she's a Christian. So basically she was saying, um, I wouldn't accept you unless you become a Christian. And that was very painful and 
a lot of rejection there again, and I don't want to, I don't want to make it glamorous or sugarcoated. It was very painful because it was rejection. And so um, he came to ask my mom for me when she was coming to the States in 1979. And my mom was coming the next morning and he came the night before to say, I'm interested in your daughter. What do I need to do? And she said, I'm going to the States, but when I come back, we can talk. And so when my mom left in 1979, come to take care of her mother, which was very sick, he started talking to me, but we were not allowed to be alone, go on dates or any of those things. So when his mother said that, um, you know, unless you become a Christian, we can't accept you, he pretty much said to me, can you go to church? And that was a great opportunity for me because as a six-year-old, I always wanted to hear more about Jesus. And when I was nine years old, I was staying with my sister in um, another part of Guyana. And it was very abusive on many levels with living with the sister, living with my mom. They were nowhere safe for me. And the reason I can come before you today to share with you because it had it not been for the grace of God, I would end my life. I would end my life many times. And I was told to do so many, many days by my mom because she was super abusive. And I was able to forgive her. We had a great relationship. We reconciled. But how did I become a Christian? So when when my husband mom said that, my ex, now is my ex, he said, unless you become a Christian, my mom won't accept you. He introduced me to the church his brother-in-law was pastoring. And when I got there, of course, I felt rejected again by everyone except his brother-in-law. Um, because I was from the place that I was less than. I wasn't their type. I wasn't in their society. I was, you know, pretty much somebody that would not be who they would choose. Um, what was so interesting about this story his mother wanted me to be a Christian, but he was anything but a Christian. He was living a life partying and doing everything that he was supposed to do. So I didn't see a Christian in him. I didn't, I didn't know many Christians then. My dad was a, you know, he was from the Catholic church, but he thought, he believed he could have multiple women and drink and whatever he, so it was a confusing world to me. So when he said, you need to go to church in order for my mom to accept you, I went to the Central Baptist Church in Guyana. And I would sit there many Sundays and just cry. Nobody would see me, notice me. But I would, I would talk to God. And he became very real to me. His brother-in-law, however, once I decided to make a decision for Christ, he began to disciple me and help me to read the Bible and talk to me of being a Christian. So my decision to give my life to Christ at 16 was a very genuine, authentic, real decision because I had no plan B, B, C, or D. Plan A was my plan, and that was knowing Christ and understanding how much he loves me. And I was that was a journey that, I, that I'm so still on and very excited about. God has done a lot of miraculous things as a result of that decision. Wow. Oh my goodness, everyone. This, this is absolutely amazing. I'm enjoying this so far. So 
We're going to move right along into the future. And so, as you all heard, uh, Miss Patricia, definitely 100%, you know, it worked. Uh, back at the, back at that time, you know, it did work. She was able to marry her, her ex-husband. And uh, at the time, they became husband and wife. They had, you know, kids. Uh, and life here uh, in the States began, you know, really began at that point, I'm guessing. And uh, wow, she has three children and she was able to just raise them up. And even despite having gone through a divorce and being a single mom, she still never stopped. She still kept going. This is so uh, amazing and inspiring to see. And so um, the, the next thing that we'd like to know is uh, where did where did Destiny Shaper come from? When did you start that? How long have you been in business? And uh, yeah, tell, tell us a little bit more about that. So then if I can go back a little bit, mm -hmm. I was married for 33 years. Mm -hmm. And it, married to the same person, same person for 33 years, loved my husband. Um, he was a good provider, um, three beautiful children, and I, I have a daughter in love and have two adopted children. So, and I have seven grandchildren total. So the journey of being married and um, ending my marriage a year ago, was really, really, really um, not a chaotic ending because I knew that everything God had asked me to do during the marriage that I, I wanted to honor him with my life. And receiving Christ at 16 years old made a major difference because it was no longer me running the show. It was God saying, trust me in the difficult time and watch what I can do. So my ex and I have a very good relationship, very respectful. Um, I can call him to do anything and he's willing to do that. I will help him and be there as well for him. Um, and I will share later on what caused the divorce um, because out of that, a lot of beauty came as well. So Nate, what was the question again you asked about how did Destiny Shaper? Mm -hmm. So Destiny Shaper was given to me uh, 16 years ago and I started coaching people almost 35 years ago. So everybody, there were people, women would come to my house constantly asking for help, asking for advice. I was helping my entire family bring them to the country, get a job, help them with different situations. So all my life from the age of six years old, it seems like I was helping people. I was standing up for people. Um, there was something in me that I couldn't explain. Jeremiah 1.5 says, you know, I think of that scripture, before I formed thee in the belly, I knew thee, when I set thee apart to be a prophet to the nations. And so God knows us before we were born. And Psalms 139 clearly states that, that your parts were not hidden from me. When you were woven together in your mother's womb, I knew you. And even Romans 11, 29 talks about God's gifts and calling are irrevocable. So I knew from a young age that my the purpose of me being on planet Earth is to 
better my life and better others. And so God said to me, I prayed and I asked God years ago, 25 years ago, 20 years ago, I said, God, don't let anyone be around me and remain the same. And so the years go by and I feel God says, I want you to start something and call it Destiny Shaper. That means that everyone that comes around you will not be the same. And God honored that prayer in some little way. There have been many, 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 many people, family and strangers and precious people that, that, that are family now have said that, that, they, that some way, somehow, that God used my life to touch them, even in the pain and even in the trial and even when things weren't good. And, you know, this journey we, we take together, we're more alike and we're different. So Destiny Shaper was given to me because God said, you asked me to touch everyone that come around you. So that's why I want you to call this Destiny Shaper so you can touch Hindus and Muslims and all nations, Christians and all religion, all women, men, everybody I love. And so I wanted to call it, God said, call it Destiny Shaper because we, I believe we are called to shape people's life for the better and to make an impact for eternity. Mm. Wow. Wow. That is absolutely amazing. And so just to wrap this up, final thing that I'm sure everyone will want to know is uh, what do you hope to learn uh, what do you hope for people to learn as the show goes along? Uh, where did the idea come from for the Empowering Life podcast? And uh, what are you most excited to, uh, to experience with your listeners as you go along this journey together over the next several episodes? Nate, that's a really great question, and so thank you for asking that. My vision and goal and the desire in my heart since I was six years old and, and became more apparent when I had my first son 36 um, years ago. My son is 35, so I had him 35 years ago. I wanted to shape this little guy's life in a way that my life, some of the things I wish I had, I wanted to give to him. And I didn't want to repeat what was done to me because I believe the mystery is always in the history. Anything that we're dealing with emotionally, relationally, mentally, spiritually, psychologically can be linked to our history. And so what I hope my audience would receive from this today, that if you're dealing with a divorce, if you're dealing with um, a breakup, if you're dealing with a chaotic family system, if you're dealing with alcoholism, or drugs, or pornography, or sexual addiction, dealing with a rebellious teenager, health issue, um, I've been uh, wrong a little bit with all those topics and subjects because of God has had me study and I, I, I was always really, I, if you will, addicted to growing and changing. And so I believe much has been given, much is required. So I just want to be a sister in this journey with you to help you become the best version of who God made you to be. Because I'm a life coach as well, and I've been coaching for 35 years. And I had a health food store, had over 7,000 people. People's lives were changed radically. So it's been a pattern that God has just been taking all my 
you know, the messed up and the things that we, that I didn't quite get right and to help people around me. And so I want to present this globally to help us have a better family system and to have great relationships, authentic balance, um, safe relationship. So I want us to be on this journey together so we help each other. Oh man. Well, thank you so, so much, Ms. Patricia, for allowing me to interview to you today. I really appreciate uh, being able to start off episode one of Empowering Life podcast with you and uh, you know, look forward to seeing where God takes us in the future. Thank you, Nate. I hope you enjoyed today's episode, Empowering Life podcast. Remember, it's just one part of Destiny Shaper, Inc. Here, we also provide life coaching. I've been a life coach for 35 years and help people with a lot of different issues um, because I believe the mystery is always in history. If you are dealing with any addiction, alcoholism, pornography, a family member that's causing a lot of pain in your life, if you're making poor choices, health problem, weight loss, weight gain, we talk about an array of topic and subject that can help you get unstuck. And so I offer you coaching. Please reach out to me um, at patricia at destinyshaper.org or message me on Facebook Messenger and I will respond to you. Thank you so much. I'm also um, an herbalist and I can help people with weight loss if you're interested in losing weight and staying healthy as well. Thank you. Parenting is another topic that I'm very passionate about, how to raise healthy, balanced children at every age and stage. Thank you for listening to today's episode. Make sure you follow us online at www.destinyshaper.org and then on Facebook, Empowering Life Podcasts, and then Instagram, Empowering Life Pod. Thank you so much for spending this time with us. See you on the next episode.